This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And welcome to Golf Talk Canada as TSN 1050 continues. It's live on location here at RBC Canadian Open. We are adjacent to the rink, the par 3, 16th here at St. George's, which Adam Scully and I have been watching people come up short all day, Skulls. Yeah, I think they should, you know, come by here maybe before they hit their tee shots. Talk to us. You know, boys, you got to go one club up here. Scotty Scheffler hit one uh, 15, 20 yards short. I mean, there there is some wind that you don't quite see up there. It's a little uphill. I bet you it's plus seven, plus eight uphill. I didn't realize I was doing PGA Tour radio research today as I was doing this. That's right. That's right. (laughs) And, I I mean, I will say, so we both played St. George's uh, a couple weeks ago before. Did you play all the way back? When uh, no, the, uh, well, I played as far back as, as, as I was allowed yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, that was the same as us too. Yeah, because the, the grappler and I from Overdrive, we right. both made pars on this hole. Oh, both hit the green in regulation. Okay, maybe I think I hit a nine or an eight iron into this green, and both made three. I flew it into the front right uh, green side bunker. Okay. Uh, to okay. a middle hole location. Actually, a very similar location, maybe about oh, 10 feet right of where it is today. So right. just right of center, and hit it to two feet, and walked out with three. Casual routine. Ta- yeah, tip the hat to no one and walk down. And no one. And walk down. Well, I yeah. mean, to so. no one. There's the bleachers. The way they're set up here, we have seen some balls that are dangerously left. Yes. And if there's anyone sitting up there, yes. wear a Thank helmet. Thank God it's wear, it's pro am. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, we've got a crazy show. Uh, John McCarthy from the Toronto Sun. He's going to come by with us, John. Uh, I, I believe the bottom of the hour. Uh, we're also going to unfortunately have to continue to dive into the uh, blood money event in, in London. Uh, Adam, yes. did you see the draft? Was that not embarrassing? So, like we mentioned at length, it, like, it felt like a fantasy football, beer league sort of thing where it was, you know, you go up there and you go up there. It was very, it just felt very dirty. I don't know about you. What People you got mad at me on social media. Because I was making fun of the team names. Because I'm like, okay, you got $500 billion behind this, right? Oh, oh, the marketing kit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got $500 billion behind this, but you don't have enough money to hire a marketing executive that can't come up with a better name than Fireball. Totally. And Fly Highs or High Flyers. I mean, it was really sad. And the graphics department. Yeah, I mean, so they spent all this money, and then do they just have nothing left for graphics and thought, let's just go on paint and just, you know, right. draw a stick figure yeah, well, sort of thing? That's what, yeah. yeah. So a couple of people are like, well, oh, you're sour. All you media guys are sour. <laughs> I said, hey, hey, I'm just talking here about the marketing. I'm like, in life and in business, from someone who lived as a marketing person for that's many right. years and a salesperson, sales marketing person for many years in the golf industry, mm-hmm. you do not get a second chance to make a, a first impression. So That's when right. You, when you announce yourself to the world as a PGA Tour alternative, which is what they're trying to be, and they want to be taken seriously, and they want people to forget who's funding this, 
you don't put your first foot forward and go, hey, we're, we're a men's league on a Tuesday night beer league. Because yeah. that's what it looked like. That's the vibe I totally got and when I was even speaking with friends. like That's what it, it felt like your, your Wednesday. You know, there's a shotgun start. There's individual play. There's group play. There's group prizes. There's a hot dog at the turn. <laughs> you can choose between a pint or, or a Caesar or something, that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, it, it is crazy that, you know, tomorrow, like, they're actually playing they're golf. They're going to play golf. And, you know, there's videos of pro-ams. There's videos of, and we'll get to Phil Mickelson yeah. here momentarily. But like he, he's got no logos. No, like, he's got he the logo. logoless. He's got his Phil logo yeah. on his lid. Yeah, uh, it's, crazy. it's it's a sad. What a fall for Grace. So much is going to shake out. Before we get to news and headlines, we should let you know that within I believe the hour. I think it's hour one. Could be hour two. But it's some. It depends on the pace of play. Depends on the pace of play. Definitely within the body of Golf Talk Canada, we are going to have the O Dog. Come through the 16th with Brian Hayes on his bag. Jeff McDonald, I believe, is going to escort them inside the ropes. I I see Jeff outside He's he's got a Tiger Woods hat He's got Well, he's waving the flag for the guy who turned down a billion dollars. So it's going to (laughs) happen in the next two hours. And when the O-Dog comes, there will be heckling. And there will be play-by-play. Yes. It'll be you and me. Yes. It'll be our demo. We'll be going back and forth. We'll send it to CBS Sports. We'll we'll, we'll just do some whispering. All right, yeah. Just uh, we'll do our Jim Nance and Nick Faldo. You can do the <laughs> British accent. All right. Uh, there's Steph. Steph, we're, we're talking about Jeff McDonald wearing the tiger hat today. Yeah, he's, all, he's waving it. Hey, this is the guy that turned down the billion. That's what that hat says to me today. All right. We got so much to get into. We do have to break down Canadian Open, too, because we got three inches of rain dumped on this golf course. Oh, yeah. But I spoke to Kevin Blue this morning, and Kevin told me they have not got the mowers out, which this is good news. So we could, And Tony Finau, who just came through first up, uh, moments ago, said it's the thickest rough they have seen all year on the PGA Tour. But uh, let's get to the show. Let's get to some news and some headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. Well, we're all in anticipation of a statement uh, or I guess a suspension or whatever the the penalty is going to be that comes from the PGA Tour. We know that the higher powers of Augusta National are rumored to be on the grounds this week here at St. George's. Oh, that's right. Yes. To meet with Jay Monahan and the higher-ups at the PGA Tour. And we don't know Augusta's position on this. We also don't know what the PGA of America's position on players who go to live are going to be. We know that the DP World Tour, and we also know the PGA Tour are going to Uh, there's going to be a penalty of some kind. A suspension, a ban, whatever we want to call it, we don't know exactly what it is yet. That drags the PGA of America automatically into this, as well as the European Ryder Cup team. Because you qualify by being a member of the tour, of the DP World Tour, former European Tour. So PGA of America is kind of pulled into this indirectly as as, the main governing body of, uh, along with the DP World Tour, Mm -hmm. of the Ryder Cup. So... We're going to wait on that. We kind of knew it would be very difficult for the U.S. Open and the RNA to do anything other than keep themselves open. So we have a statement from the USGA. The statement reads, We pride ourselves on being the most open championship in the world and players who have earned the right to compete in this year's championship, both via exemption and qualifying. We have had the opportunity to do so. Our field criteria were set prior to entries opening earlier this year, and it's not appropriate nor fair to competitors to change the criteria once it's established. So what they're saying here is, hey, these rules have been out there now for a year, and to now go ahead and try to put the horses back in the barn, 
I, I kind of get that. It continues, regarding players who may choose to play in London this week, we simply asked ourselves one question. Should a player who has earned their way into the 2022, that's important. They did say 2022 U.S. Open. with that. Yes, they did not say U.S. Open. So in other words, hey, this was the criteria for this year. Mm-hmm. Should a player that has already qualified for the 2022 U.S. Open not be allowed to play because they chose to play in another event. That summarizes here what they're saying. When you heard that, Adam, what stood out for you? What stood out for me is they pride themselves on being an open championship, but they also kept a window or a door open by specifying the 2022 U.S. Open. They did not put an umbrella over the championship. So a couple things here. So the the name of the tournament is an open, and we spoke about it on our show yesterday, how anyone in the world, if you're under a certain handicap index, can go pay the fee and go try to qualify. So that's part of the U.S. Open. Now, you wonder if the U.S. Open was when the Open's going to be in July or in August. You wonder if that stance would change because this is is an on-moving a moving, it's a moving target. A moving target I just spoke right now. to Graham Dillette on his way out. We were just getting caught up because I haven't seen him in ages. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, you know, hey, this is what we're dealing with now. In two months from now, if you've put your stick in the ground and they've got 16 more big names from the world of golf that have jumped the ship. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to do something. I mean, because now it's reported that uh, Bryson DeChambeau, right. Patrick Reed, potentially Ricky Fowler is getting some more traction in right. that sense. And, those and, and even Weeksu was saying too, like once we get to uh, the first tournament here in, or in the States at the end of June, mm-hmm. you might see even more players because they'll go see the Taylor Gooches, the Hudson Swaffords win X amount of dollars mm-hmm. in London and say, hmm, maybe I want to try to do that. So um, it's, I mean, the, the 2022 being specific for the USGA, I, I applaud them for that. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's going to be adjusted here going forward. And you wonder what the RNA is going to do because they're next. As you mentioned, they are, they are probably here right now talking with the PGA Tour. And, and it's, it's, such a, it's such a weird subject. But now that balls are actually going to be in the air, they played a pro-am this morning. Right. Guys it's, speaking, it's real. It, it's actually happening because right. this, this, was, this was a pie-in-the-sky thing last year. We're like, right. is this thing actually going to happen? And now we got Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson right. all huggy-huggy. Well, well Mike Wan, yeah. right? with the USGA formerly of the LPGA mm-hmm. said, you know, has said in his tenure in the world of golf, which has been quite fascinating and quite long. And he's done an excellent job everywhere he's gone. Everyone's a big fan of his. Right. He said, listen, he's seen this story come and go 9,000 times in his career. Mm-hmm. This one is actually finally getting off the ground. He's heard this story about how yeah. we're going to be a competing league. He's heard it for decades. I heard it too. I had a guy approach me 15 years ago. And tell me about a league concept. They were going to throw money at Tiger Woods. They were going to throw money at all these people. They were going to have a team in Orlando and a team in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be New York versus Orlando. And my eyes just rolled in my head. Like, you know. Yeah, fantasy camp. Yeah. So, to your point, this is real now. Before we get to Phil Mickelson, the name that intrigues me the most is for a different reason. Henrik Stenson's name has oh. been thrown around for a year. It went away when he accepted the Ryder Cup captaincy for Europe. His name went away. Mm-hmm. It resurfaced yesterday. Did I didn't see that. Okay. It resurfaced yesterday. Uh, very low-key. Not as much of a splash as what we heard with the Shamble and Fowler. Everybody was retweeting that. Everybody was pumping, 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 pumping. I'm not surprised that you missed the uh, Henrik Stenson because mm-hmm. it was floated out there very quietly. Yep. Uh, and it caught me off guard. That's the one that caught me off guard because that's the one where you want to talk horses back in the barn. 
If you're the DP World Tour, if you're the PGA of America, your flagship event is the Ryder Cup every two years. And some people, it's their favorite event in the world of golf, with all due respect to the 100%. Masters. 100%. Um, if that's the case, you've got a serious problem. You've got head. a serious problem because this is a guy who, you know, he, he's he's not that old. Like, he's not 50 yet, and he's somewhat relevant in terms of playing on, on the PGA Tour. Won a major championship, what, six years ago mm-hmm. at the 2016 Maybe Open. the greatest duel we've seen. Maybe the great – between Phil Mickelson of all people, too. So that would be a big problem. But even other guys like Justin Rose for forever was rumored to be going. He's here this week right. at St. Adam George's. Scott's Adam Scott's Yeah, I, he's one guy I was very surprised was not on that initial right. list. Well, let's put things in perspective right now. Okay, without DeChambeau, yada, yada, yada. The 48 names that are in London right now over the last 12 months, because we are now 13 months removed from Phil Mickelson's PGA uh, PGA Championship win. So let's remove Phil Mickelson from the equation because it's been 13 months. In the last 12-month window, the field in London accounts for one PGA Tour win. Taylor Gooch. And it's Taylor Gooch. So let's keep this in perspective. At the moment, this is a pre-Champions Tour event totally so and for guys who are on the back nine of their careers you brought up phil mickelson you brought up the duel with henrik stenson we've been waiting for phil to pull his name uh his head out of the hole before we go to break let's tee up the phil mickelson conversation because we will pick it up in segment two today phil finally broke his silence and he was asked some pointed questions let's hear from phil mickelson i don't condone human rights violations i i don't know how i can be any more clear I understand your question, um, but again, I love this game of golf. I've seen the good that it's done, and I see the opportunity for Live Golf to do a lot of good for the game throughout the world, and I'm excited to be about a part of this opportunity. Phil, you, you also spoke about leverage. You used the word leverage, and here you are sitting representing the very people you were using to leverage. How do you explain that? I've, I've really enjoyed my time on the PJ Tour. I've, um, I've had some incredible experiences, some great memories, and I have a lot of strong opinions on things that should and could be a lot better. One of the mistakes I've made is... is um, voicing those publicly so I will I will really make an effort to keep those conversations behind closed doors uh, going forward I think that's the way uh, to be the most uh, efficient and and get the most out of it all right so Phil Mickelson much more softly spoken uh, an apologetic tone to his mm-hmm. uh, to the way he's speaking and not completely denying human rights violations, just saying, I don't condone them. In other words, I know they're there. I don't condone them, but I think the game of golf can do more and the live golf can do for the game of golf. I got to tell you, most of the people I've spoken to, Adam, we got to go to break because we're running late, but most of the people I've spoken to would have a much easier time digesting all this if they just stopped with the grow the game, the good of golf, and just said, I'm in it for the money. Exactly. And that's and we'll, we'll hear a, a piece of audio here in, in uh, one of our next segments from Martin Keimer, who yes, basically, who said, basically that. said that. Okay, thank you. Breath of fresh yeah. air. I no longer have a PG tour card i'm no longer winning look at me in my career i took the dough yeah right we're gonna pick up the phil conversation and we'll pick it up on not resigning from the pj tour and his thoughts on the Ryder cup on the other side we are live on location 16th hole 
the rink at St. George's for the RBC Canadian Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Back to Golf Talk Canada, Mark Sacchino, Adam Scully, RBC Canadian Open. We're live at the rink, the par 316th. Come by, say hello. Christian Anderson, one of our regular listeners of yep. yours, he stopped by to say hello, which is great. So if you're out here, you're coming in, wave, say hi. Take a selfie. Take a selfie, whatever. Although Tell although I'm not a great selfie taker, Mark, I'll tell you. But you have long arms. You should I be do. great. I, it's something i got to work at it. You like, know. Yeah, you, me. I. You're you're, you're, got, you're a great selfie. Taker. But I got stumps. I know. How is this even? If you combined us, we'd be <laughs> play in golf game both on and off the golf course. Be Jerome there. is here from our friends from Bushnell. Wow. I mean, everybody's popping in here today. This is fantastic. Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick is coming through the 16th. We are moments away, I believe, from the O dog. We got to be close. Through. Yeah, I think there is going to be some heckling for the O dog. I mean, play by play, gentlemen. Now here coming in here, and he's got a, an iron. Most of the most of the balls have pulled up shy here, Adam. I think it's like a six iron there, Mark. Looks like a six iron. I don't know what the number is off the whites here today. I saw one fifty, and that is bit of a, a cold top. That is a cold top. Cold top. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, Phil Mickelson uh, again broke his silence yesterday. We yep. just heard from Phil in segment one regarding uh, human rights violations, mm-hmm. why he's there, why he's doing this. Again, the tone was very different. But Adam, he was also asked about. Ryder Cup, resigning from the tour. A lot of players have handed in their resignation. I think the strategy for hanging it, handing in your resignation is, well, if I if I resign, you can't penalize me. I can't be in violation. In other words, you can't fire me if I quit, correct? Right. Pretty okay. much. You can't fire yeah. me if I quit. And in that way, does that then guard me or protect me from other governing bodies, yes. i.e. Augusta National? for example. Uh, All this is going to shake out. We don't know the answers to this, but everybody's lawyering up. Everybody's taking a position. Everybody's using very key language. When you hear Phil Mickelson speak and when you read his statements, the the things that leap out, and we spoke to Bob Herrig about this yesterday from Sports Illustrated, he continues to emphasize lifetime member. Mm -hmm. I earned my lifetime membership. He's being advised to speak like this. He has to be. And even when we'll hear this audio, even watching him speak in in the video version of this interview, you can tell he's asked a question. He kind of pauses. He says a couple words, and then he sort of pauses again. And Because clearly, so many people are in his head right now. Because, you know, Phil, he's a very chatty guy. He sort of talks. He is not talking in the same cadence. Not at all. Because he's someone who, you know, exaggerates a lot of things. He says things to the, you know, the nth degree. He's very specific. But this is kind of general, and it's a different Phil, both the way he looks with with the bad beard. Like, did he lose his razor, too? Well, I mean, he shows up in black with no logos, the facial hair. Slick back salad. That's that's a look. Listen, if you can't be this generation's Arnold Palmer anymore, you might as well play the villain. Right. Like, you know, something's going to sell here Mm -hmm. again. Ask to the Ryder Cup. Ask about his resignation. Let's hear Phil's comments on those two topics. As just like the PGA Tour, the Ryder Cup has provided so many special memories 
relationships, friendships that have been formed those weeks. And I'm hopeful to be a part of the Ryder Cup uh, going forward. But um, that's not the reason for me to maintain my membership. It's because I've earned it. I believe all players should have the right to play whenever and wherever they want, which is consistent with being an independent contractor. Just to follow up on that, were you surprised, therefore, to see the likes of Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, etc., have resigned from the PGA Tour? I saw that. Um, and I think that they're making the decision that they believe is best for them professionally, and I respect that. Um, as a lifetime member, I'm not required to play 15 events. I don't have to play any. I can play one. And so I don't, I don't see the reason for me to give that up. Phil, uh, Ian Carter, BBC, once again. How big a disappointment was it to you to not be able, for whatever reason, for you, behind your decision to, to defend your PGA title at Southern Hills? Um, it was made clear to me through extensive conversations that I was able to play if I wanted to. I wasn't ready to play and compete. I hadn't, I hadn't practiced, I hadn't, I'd played a couple rounds, but I wasn't sharp, I didn't feel like I was ready. Uh, but it was made clear that I had the option to and I just chose not to. And just like the Masters, I certainly enjoyed watching it. I missed being there, but I didn't have a desire to be there. So uh, to your point, Adam, the way he's speaking, the cadence of his language, uh, I mean, he is thinking through almost every statement coming out of his mouth. Basically, a completely different human being that went and called the PGA Tour uh, Obnoxious, obnoxious uh, uh, greedy bastards, I believe, was the term in quotations, mm -hmm. or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, this is a different guy who has been being coached. Yes. Uh, there's, again, uh, lawyers lawyering up. Uh, and he is taking his time, and he's 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 very careful of what he says right now. And it, I found it interesting is that hey, I could have played the PGA, I could have played the Masters, I had conversations. I'm going to keep those conversations private, but I wasn't ready to play. And as he spoke about with Bob Harrigan, and when we had him on our show yesterday, he you know Phil mentioned that he didn't touch a club for two months. Right. And and who knows was he in therapy, which was it's being highly speculated that he was. You know, but for Phil, like, he, the PGA Championship win was one of the most historic wins we'll ever see in golf ever, history, ever. But If it was his only major victory, we'd be talking about it forever, forever. because of his age yeah. and what he accomplished. But because, you know, he didn't feel he was ready for it, and you wonder, was he actually not ready golf-wise? I mean, Phil would show up anywhere, if, you know— Start, start in, in the silly season at the start of the year, he'll show up without much form and no. you know miss the cut. But yeah. you'd think it's a major championship. Like, the Masters is your favorite week of the year. He said he texted Fred Ridley before. I wonder if that really happened. I don't know. Well, he he also said he never spoke to Jay Monahan, yeah. which I find which absolutely puzzling. puzzling. Uh, Mr. Jeff McDonald has strolled into this, and he is donning the Tiger Woods cap. Yes. Uh, waving the flag even more proud than he normally would because – Tiger Woods turning down a billion dollars, almost a billion dollars, one billion, one billion you know, so, 
So at least, you know what, at least somebody said no to the money. And right? and we had that news from Tiger Ray at the end of our show yesterday that he's yes, not playing not in the U.S. The show, Open. Which we're going to get into yes. later on a little bit in the show because I think, as you and Bob and I have been speaking about now for six months, he has had the, that on his calendar all year, the last chance in his professional career to play an Open at St. Andrews that happens to be the 150th celebration. I mean, that it, he needs to be there. And and of of all the majors, that might be the best chance to have any chance to who knows maybe even contend. Yes, possibly, possibly, possibly. He's got to be healthy Flat to do course. so. Yeah, uh, we'll pick up the Phil Mickelson and a few of the other players: Martin Keimer, Lee Westwood, uh, Ian Poulter. A little later on in the show, we've got so much to get to. Uh, they did not get the mowers out at the RBC Canadian Open. Again, we're live on location TSN 1050 here all week. It's first up ourselves overdrive all week long right through to friday and it, it very encouraging uh that the mowers did not come out adam because they need the rough to protect this golf course well and and like that line tony fino had on over on uh, first, uh, first up, up saying yeah. saying that this is the thickest rough he's seen all season on the pga tour so you know we, we know this isn't the longest golf course they play on tour but if the rough is that penal and the greens are running at 12 and a half on the stemp this is going to be a good challenge It'll be an interesting interesting challenge we'll see if you keep it in the short grass you can go flag hunting. If you don't, you're going to be scrambling surfers to tough parts. You know, what it could do is really separate the leaderboard in the sense that you could see a group of guys really pull away who are playing well, and the guys who are having mediocre weeks, the mediocre weeks look a lot worse. Yep. So you get a real division in the leaderboard, which we don't get week in, week out on the PGA Tour. So that'd be great to see. On the other side, we're expected to be joined by John McCarthy of uh, Post Media. There he is walking in. John, you found us. Beautiful. We're going to go to break. We'll pick it up with John. From the Toronto Sun and uh, post-media golf writer John McCarthy on the other side. We're from the RBC Canadian Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. We are back, GTC. It is Scully. It is Zucchino. Week C is like a revolving door this week. You can find them on tsn.ca. You can find them on SportsCenter. You will find them on Golf Talk Canada as well. And on that note, Bob has just spoken with Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, right. Corey Connors. Those interviews, uh, JT and Connors, both of those those one-on-ones are right now live on tsn.ca. Great. And Scotty Scheffler will be posted in the next couple right. minutes. And we'll there run some of these throughout the week on Golf Talk Canada too, and it'll be popping in. But we're live on location at the RBC Canadian Open, and we're joined now by a good friend of the show, uh, John McCarthy from Post Media, Toronto Sun, uh, golf writer. John, we haven't seen you in a while. Uh, I mean, if I hadn't talked to you in six months, the news we've gotten the last three days would have filled that six-month cycle. It's unbelievable. Yeah, thanks for having me, and and you're exactly right. I mean, we're sitting here at the RBC Canadian Open, and all the, the news is breaking all around the golf world and almost anywhere except here for the first two days. Right. So it was uh, it's hard to keep up with it all and try and remember you know, why we're here. Where do you want to start with the, uh, with the Darth Vader Evil Empire or here on our <laughs> national championship? Where would you like to go first? 
Well, I'll I'll go either. I mean, I think we have to address the elephant in the room, which is is the tournament going on over there. I mean, it's sort of it's sort of set up like an all star game with maybe like one all star, which I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how necessarily exciting that's going to be. But I think with all the news that's happened this week, the next step is going to see is that is anybody interested in watching, and if they're watching, are they going to be entertained? Yeah, I, yeah, totally. And I mean, we made the comparison jokingly to a degree of that it's like the the draft last night was like kind of like your fantasy football draft kind of like your beer league hockey draft but now that okay so phil mickelson spoke this morning from did you see a see what he said speaking about the Ryder cup speaking about not resigning from the pga tour and what did you think of the new look of phil with zero logos he just looked like a kind of a different dude yeah i think he looked kind of like like almost like a rougher nick cage which i don't even know (laughs) if that's possible but um (laughs) The leaving Las Vegas version. Yeah, I think if you're going to throw a billion dollars into something, it's good to know as fa- as fantasy sports players, it's good to know even with a billion dollars, you can't come up with good names or logos. So yeah, it's makes the re- marketing team. Makes the yeah. rest of us feel good. Um, I, I saw a bit of what Phil said. I didn't see all of it. Mm-hmm. it it's interesting to see him um, not answer every question that's thrown his way, sort of uh, bite his tongue a little bit here and there. I think maybe that's some of what he's learned in these four months off is that um, he doesn't necessarily have to have a say or weigh in on every single thing that's thrown in front of him. All right. We know that we're going to get a statement from the PGA Tour. Once a ball is struck in competition, that that makes a player in violation of their agreement mm-hmm. with the Tour, etc. So we're going to get that statement at some point, I would assume fairly soon after, after a golf ball is struck. We have a statement from the USGA that, to be honest with you, did not surprise me. I expect a similar announcement from the RNA. I did find the USGA statement interesting that they kept the year 2022. They didn't just say U.S. Open. They said criteria for the 2022 year or so, but I might be reading into that too much. The two governing bodies here that are still at play, Augusta National and PGA of America, and PGA of America is getting dragged into this whether they like it or not because if a, if a rumored Ryder Cup captain gets involved with this, I mean, that's going to be very then interesting. Yeah. Then what? Do you think what do what do you expect from the PGA of America and the Masters? Maybe nothing out of the gates early, or could could the PGA Tour get somebody in in bed with them? Well, I think nothing is probably the most likely scenario since you know both those major championships have been played this year. They have time on their side if they want to take a wait and see attitude and see if it doesn't look like a deal is going to be ever struck between these two organizations but I think they're going to want to see what it looks like and how many players go before they make their decision as we know I mean Augusta National doesn't bend uh, its knee to anybody they make their own decisions so the one good thing about when they come out with their decision is we know it's 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 the decision they want to make they they don't buckle under anybody's mm-hmm. pressure right. so that it, that's going to be interesting to see um, I do think we already live in a golf world where the majors are, it's a very major-centric golf world already. Mm-hmm. And if there's any splintering of the PGA Tour and the Live Golf League, it's it's going to accentuate that. It's going to be even a more major-dominated landscape, which I don't think is necessarily good for the, the health of golf. Yeah, totally. And, you know, we all base our schedules here being in Canadian media around the major championships, around the RBC Canadian Open, and around the Players' Championship, and more towards the you know FedEx Cup playoffs as well. But let's get a little lighter here. You know, with Live Golf, that's in London, whatever. There's three of us here sitting around the table. One of us, only one of us, has only played Augusta National. Now, you had that experience this April. For those listening, I'm sure the majority haven't played the golf course, maybe haven't been to Augusta National. What was the entire experience like? 
Well, it was incredible. I won the uh, the media draw to play on the Monday yeah. following the tournament with all the Sunday pins. So it was like, first thing, I'm going to need a new bucket list because now that's that's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cross um, that out. And, and when you get there, you can get there an hour before your tea time. And it's like one hour, not one hour and two minutes, but right. one hour. Yeah, they'll right. like they'll turn you around and say, sir, sir, come back in two minutes. But you have an hour. Did you find that out the hard way? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I waited patiently at the pharmacy across the street. Yeah, twiddling um, your thumbs for an hour, yeah. But when you get there, they actually give you a, a locker in the champions locker room for the day oh, so you, cool you want to just sit there and soak it all in but you realize you have you know 58 minutes before you're hitting a ball so you really have to try and manage your time but when you get out there it's it's just like it's like you're walking through a painting it, it's just as beautiful as you see on tv there's no like there's no cables anywhere they've buried all the cables so you're just walking through a like a beautiful golf painting um I was okay on the first tee. Like, uh, the nerves didn't hit me then. When they hit me was on my first – I had a birdie putt on the first hole, 15 feet downhill, and my hands wouldn't stop shaking. Cause How I was the chip? How was the comeback chip? <laughs> 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 but I think the big movements of, like, a drive, you could get some of those nerves up. But when I was standing there trying to, like, calm my hands down, it just wouldn't work. Um, I had a great caddy, so he, he was very helpful. But the experience was incredible. I mean, the whole place is uh, – is is everything you sort of dreamed of. We're with John McCarthy from the Toronto Sun, a great golf writer, friend of the show. We're here at the RBC Canadian Open. We are live adjacent just to the right of the 16th hole here at the rink. We are waiting the arrival of the O-Dog, who should be coming through soon in you the pro He's got to be coming soon. Yeah. So, John, let's switch gears because we are here for the RBC Canadian Open. St. George's looks great. They did not get the mowers. I guess the benefit of us getting dumped on, like three inches of rain in the last, you know, 24 hours or so, is they did not get the mowers out on this rough. This rough is penal. Uh, it's going to be soft. If you keep it in the fairway, I guess they can play darts. Uh, or, do you think this is as wide open as I think it is? I said earlier this week, I said, it's hard for me to handicap this. I don't think it favors anybody. I just think it favors anybody. In, anybody in the fairway can go win this thing. No, I, I think you're right. Um Scotty Scheffler was already, he was talking about, he was a little surprised by the elevation changes and he was uh, surprised by the, the rough as well. Uh, it is, um, it's going to be a you know ball striking, keep it in the fairway, and then who can handle these undulations on these greens? Because a lot of the courses they play week to week. There's a few more now on tour with undulations sort of like this, but not many. So we're, I think you're going to look for you know a great putter, a Matthew Fitzpatrick, somebody like that that can maybe uh, navigate these greens. But it, it is wide open and we've got so many Canadians in the field that are, can all contend right now. Like, it's been it's got to be the deepest field of Canadians we've ever had. Corey Connors is is the favorite of the Canadians, but you look down that list and I mean even I think maybe the last 2 weeks there was a Canadian Nick Taylor was leading a co-leader round yep. 1, Mackenzie Hughes was co-leader round 1. Last 2 weeks it's not it's almost more surprising not to see a Canadian on the leaderboard mm -hmm. on uh, these these weeks. So I think this is a a great opportunity to finally break that curse. 68 years. 68 years and so many great Canadians and so many of the great top players in the world here too. Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, defending champion Rory McIlroy, players champion Cameron Smith, Sam Burns. Obviously, we we had a great strength of field three years ago with four of the top six in the world here, but this is another great thing for golf in Canada, for fans, spectators, media, everyone in Canada to come see some of the best players in the world play one of the great top, uh, golf courses in Canada as well. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's a bit of a top-heavy field, so we really, we really need these guys to play well so mm -hmm. that they're they're around on the in contention on the weekend. But it's great because you're seeing the guys that are in it to to win tournaments like. We're talking about the Live League in England. Those guys, it's a sort of a different, it looks like it's a different kind of golf. Like right now, guys like Cam Smith, he doesn't seem like he cares 
what he wins money-wise. doesn't even seem like he cares what he looks like, right? He just wants to beat everybody on the golf course. And I think that's what the PGA Tour is going to be still offering, no matter what, how successful that league is, is the people that want to play, Legacy. play the best, yeah. beat the best, week in and week out. And until that changes, it's going to be uh, it's, the PGA Tour is still going to be the place to play. Before we say goodbye, uh, we asked our Twitter universe the other day, uh, do they think Phil Mickelson has played his last event on the PGA Tour? 63% of our Twitter audience said yes. John, do you have an opinion? Do you think he's gone forever? I think the answer might be it, it might be yes because of his age. I mean, I, my problem would be the sustainability of, the, of this other league. Like, um, once you have all this money dumped in, they can keep it going a, a certain amount of time. But if it's not a viable from a business sense, or if for some reason the you know the Saudi funding decides this isn't uh, working out how we planned, it could end tomorrow. Like they're not because this is a PR campaign. Yeah. this is sports washing, and so far it's not worked in that favor. So I do think there will be some of the younger guys we might see sort of. I don't know if they'll be crawling back, but trying to get back the PGA Tour. But by the time it wraps up, Phil's going to be you know in his mid fifties. Right. I, I do think uh, I, I think it might be the end of the, his PGA Tour career, not his major championship. Career, no, but PG. Do you have a favorite in a dark horse before we say goodbye for this week? Not for what's happening in London. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the fireballs, do you? Yeah, Chase yeah. Kepka. <laughs> I mean, I think favorite right now, I would say Cam Smith. Um, and a dark horse, I, I want one of these Canadians yeah. to win. I'm maybe Adam Svensson. I, lo- I love that. That'd be great. Ooh, I like that. Awesome. John, thank you so much. Thanks, we'll guys. talk to you soon. We'll Thanks, set up John. a round of thank golf. You. Thank you. Enjoy your week. I'll see you out here. I'll be uh, I'll be under the headset. I'll be looking for you out there. No heckling the radio guys, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. No promises, guys. Thank John you. McCarthy, Toronto Sun. Follow him on Twitter, uh, and we'll get him on Golf Talk Canada TV shortly as well. On the other side, we'll pick up the conversation. Hour two, we will tee up for you. We got our FanDuel odds, our TSN Edge picks. Uh, we'll talk a little U.S. Open coming up next week. Uh, lots to get to. Tiger Woods news breaking yesterday. So much here. Live from the RBC Canadian Open, this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is Adam Scully and Mark Zucchino with you live from the RBC Canadian Open. Our studio this week for TSN 1050 is first up. Golf Talk Canada and Overdrive is on location. We're just adjacent to the right of the tee deck at the rink, the par 3 16th. And we are eagerly awaiting the O-Dogs arrival mm-hmm. with Hayes on the bag because we want to get some play-by-play and some heckling done. And Adam and I have decided in the break we're done with the live. That's it. Uh, we're out That's with it. it. We, we're going to run you one more piece of Phil Mickelson audio, and then we're putting this thing to bed. We were going to play Martin Keimer, who was the only one who actually kind of owned up and said, I'm in it for the dough. Yeah. So we'll give Keimer his kudos for just being transparent and saying, hey, I don't win anymore. I need the money. I'm, I'm going to play. <laughs> uh, we won't hear from Westwood. We won't hear from Poulter. I prefer never to hear from Ian Poulter again, to be bluntly honest with you. I've had enough of Ian Poulter in my in my golf career, so I don't need any more Ian Poulter. So we've got one more here from Phil Mickelson talking about suspension with the tour and his intentions for the U- U.S. Open. Uh, let's hear from Phil Mickelson. Uh, Phil, uh, can you tell me if you are serving a ban or have served a ban? I'm sorry, say again. Can you tell me if you've served a ban or are serving a ban with the PJ Tour? 
I, I um, choose not to speak publicly on PJ Tour issues at this time. Okay, can you see if you're going to play in next week's US Open? I will play next week's US Open. I'm looking forward to it. And there you go. So he is uh, going to try to play the majors. He does not want to speak about any potential suspension. He is currently under. Now, he would be suspended differently, though, Adam, to the suspension or the stance that the tour is going to take on the other players. He would be in violation of a personal conduct code for his comments regarding the tour. He would not. He is not talking about, or we are not talking about a suspension because of his involvement with the Live mm-hmm. Golf Series. That hasn't happened until they've struck a ball. And as you know, the tour is not public on suspensions yes. and penalties. Yes. Like you and I have talked about this over the years when drug violations and things like that. There's been players under suspension that we just publicly don't know and we just assume or we just don't talk about. Yeah, and even when Phil was asked about playing in the U.S. Open where he full-on told Bob Herrig that he was going to play, he sort of, when he was asked that question in London, he sort of, um, do-do-do, and then he sort of paused and said, yeah, I'm playing. So it's sort of a, it's it's a, this is a very different Phil Mickelson. I'm very curious what the reception's going to be next week at uh, Brookline. You know, you know, Bob Herrig was talking about how, you know, Phil's this beloved guy and he'll, he's expecting a good reception. I don't know, but, like, you, you don't really see golf fans boo unless you're at the Ryder Cup. Like, is he going to get booed? I'd say no. I'd say it's going to be more subdued. Uh, I, it's a good thing we're not in New York. Yeah. Uh, but if you're not in New York, if you think about this in basketball and baseball terms, if New York fans aren't the hardest – in America, then who's, if they are the hardest, if we yeah. assume that, who's the second? Philly? It's Philly? Philly? Maybe? Beantown? Yeah. Eastern Seaboard? Chicago? We're kind of right there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is going to be as soft and as friendly and as welcoming as a lot of these uh, people assume. I think I agree. you get the, the beers flowing, which happens at uh, live golf events. Yep. And I think, uh, I think Phil could be in for some rough moments next week. Let's not forget what happened to Sergio at a U.S. Open. With the regripping, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't pull the he couldn't pull the trigger back, and, you know, and he, he got he got ridiculed. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, there there's certainly a bunch of reasons for Phil to get a little nasty uh, remarks, yeah. booze, etc. Is it going to be a constant? Is it going to be hey, we got to remove people? I don't think so. But we've seen like even at the Ryder Cup where there were fans who were a lot That's closer I mean. and and talking you know trash to players That's what that I mean. sort of thing. We're also talking what. 50,000, 60,000 people a day at a USL. Like, this is not. And beer sales start at 8 a.m.? Right. Right. That's way too early. So. Crack open up beer. Well, um, you know, what do you got there? What do you got okay, there? I was going to say, should we just should we turn the page now? Yeah, we're going to go uh, hour two. Yeah. We're going to look at uh, fan duel odds for the RBC Canadian Open. Yep. We're going to do our TSN edge picks. And. And we've got the O-Dog coming through. So we have the, from what the list that was sent to me from Golf Canada, it looks like O is three groups away, three, maybe four groups away. Okay, so, so you have the group ahead of O? Yeah, so it looks like JT Poston's coming through next, then Mackenzie Hughes, so right. may, maybe we'll get Mac on. I thought on, Mackenzie was playing with O. I, it looks, from what I was told, is Sebastian Munoz is playing with O, and Nick Taylor is playing with Hazy B. Okay. And Hazy B is caddying for us. So maybe we'll get okay, Hazy we'll see. on we the mic. We just got to yeah. make sure we're not in commercial. That's yes. what we have to. So commercial we, free. We just have to. Right. Yeah. So when we see, when we we'll see the stretch. group in front of yeah. O, we'll go to commercial when yeah. the group in front of O comes through. Yeah, and then we'll and, just and add we'll time it. We'll yeah. dance for a little we gotta bit. We got to dance. We're going to yeah. be doing we can dance do that. an hour or two. Uh, let's not forget 20 Weeks of TaylorMade continuing mm-hmm. uh, throughout the summer. Over 30,000 
in prizing. That's right, over 30000 in prizing, including a grand prize of $10,000 value or more. What is it? It is a custom set through the bag. Get treated like Rory McIlroy for the day. You got wedges, irons, fairway woods, hybrid, a driver, bag, balls, glove, custom fit. Then you and a friend will go to Casa de Campo in the Dominican Republic, one of the greatest five-star golf resorts on the planet for uh, an all-inclusive stay-and-play package. The only thing not included is the airfare. Everything else is in the house. The package alone, just a grand prize, over $10,000. But the only way you can win, follow us at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram, and follow TaylorMade Golf Canada at Twitter and Instagram. Follow us both. Tag a friend each week, and you're in, Adam. And you're in. And we will announce our prize this or in a couple hours, I should say, on Golf Talk Canada Television because, as we mentioned in our social media post, this is a GTC doubleheader. Right. A lot from the Canadian Open. Uh, we're from the 16th hole, not only on radio Monday to Friday, but television this week as well. And we'll have all the latest on the golf course, St. George's here, all the Canadians in the field. Who has the best chance to win? And our TSN Edge picks, which we'll also discuss at length here coming up in hour two. We also will continue this right through to Friday with the rest of the team here on location. And then next week, the Golf Talk Canada schedule does not get any lighter. (laughs) Monday, I will host uh, solo, uh, hosting two hours radio to TV. So you can listen to Golf Talk Canada on Monday. You can also watch it on TSN, too, as we wrap up the RBC Canadian Open and preview the U.S. Open. Adam will probably jump in and join me by phone for a segment. We'll see if we can get Weeksy on his way to the U.S. Open, as well as some other special guests as we put a bow on our national championship and look forward to another national championship. Golf Talk Canada TV next week. We'll have a U.S. Open preview show. And Adam will be hosting a one-hour version of Golf Talk Canada on Wednesday, uh, a fan duel TSN Edge special that will take a look at the U.S. Open betting odds. Who do you like? Who's this? Who's that? And I'll be jumping in with you for that for a segment as well next Wednesday as I'm on my way to Thornhill Golf Club Oh, to uh, partake in a... I'm a celebrity, if you can imagine that next week. Well, I can't imagine that. I mean, yes. th- there are people swarmed here just waiting to, Apparently, know, to sign yes, autographs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am the celebrity in the Celebrity Pro-Am to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Thornhill Golf and Country Club mm-hmm. next week. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. So I will be up for that. You'll be handling the FanDuel special on Wednesday. That's all next week. We don't have to wait till next week. We got 60 more minutes coming up. And we've buried the Live Series. We're not talking about it anymore. We're going to go full-blown RBC Canadian Open. That's right. Scully and Zacchino not taking the blood money an hour or two. That's it. Did we take any at all? No, we didn't. Well, no, we didn't. well not yet. I tell you right now, I talked to Steph off the air before we went live, and, and we're worried. Steph and I are worried that they're going to come get me to, to shut me up, to silence me. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got to keep – I might need security. Well, I it's mean, a good I, thing I, you're six foot five. I, and I am, I am your, bo- your body. Yeah. Right. It's a good thing the head of security. I, is I only wear mediums too, so that's why. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Hour two coming up next with the RBC Canadian Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by... Picton Mahoney Asset Management. 
For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Go back to Golf Talk Canada, hour two, electric boogaloo at the RBC Canadian Open. <laughs> we are on location. I just dated myself with a bad 80s movie reference. Right over my head. Straight over Adam's head. Yeah, 90s baby. Got my security here with me, Adam Scully. Yep. As they are out to get Zucchino. A couple push-ups during the commercial break. You know, ready to go. Ready Let's to take a look, Skulls. It is. We're going to do our TSN Edge picks coming up. We'll do them maybe in the next segment. Yeah. But yeah. before we get to our picks, and we, of course, we are awaiting the O-Dog here coming through in the Pro-Am because there's nothing more we like doing than heckling our we, colleagues we here. We think two groups maybe in the 25, 30-minute sort of range. Range. All right. We're hoping anyway. We'll keep our eye on that. In the meantime, let's take let's play a little over par, under par, and let's take a look at some of the the odds here on FanDuel uh, for the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, last time I looked, uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, was the favorite, world number one. Um, where are we at? Yeah, so on FanDuel right now, Scotty Scheffler, world number one. Your betting favorite, a plus 850, followed by Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, tied for the second shortest odds, a plus 950. Cameron Smith, the magic mullet man himself, <laughs> plus 1,100. Sam Burns, 1,400. Matthew Fitzpatrick, now 1,600. Shane Lowry had a great season. I've been very high on him all year, plus 1,800. You have. You Corey have. Connors, your low Canadian, at plus 2,000. Okay, Mark, for you, Scotty Scheffler, this is a guy who has had an unbelievable year, lost in a playoff at the Charles Schwab Putting was certainly an issue as you know as the conditions got mm -hmm. very challenging in that Sunday final round. Where are you at, Scotty Scheffler here? Over par, under par? I, I still got Scotty under par. Uh, I, I asked you and Bob on Monday about scar tissue from gagging one up on a Sunday because we haven't seen him miss many opportunities. When Scotty Scheffler in the last six months has had an opportunity to, to close the door on a victory, he's done so. That's how you add four wins. Yep. So it's been a while since we've seen Scotty Scheffler have a problem on a Sunday. Do I think there's going to be scar tissue from a couple weeks ago no uh i think it was just a bad sunday yeah i think he had a bad putting day i think it was a hard day we saw uh, harold varner the third have take four putts from 19 feet it wasn't scheffler wasn't the only one in fact the only one to really have a good day was the eventual winner sam burns it was sam burns on an island to himself everybody else going backwards i've got scheffler uh i don't know if he's the favorite I think it's hard to put a favorite on this field right now, but I certainly get I got him under par, and I certainly expect Scotty Scheffler to likely win another golf tournament this year. Where are you? Got yeah, him? you know, I'm the same way, and and looking at this rough now, and if if the mowers don't come out, this is more and more like a U.S. Open setup in terms of rough length, in terms of how fast the greens are. So that's where a premium has to go into ball striking. I'm still under par on Scotty Scheffler, and yes, Sam Burns won a couple weeks ago. He's also here this week, like I mentioned, but you know, he finished what 90 minutes, two hours before the final group so he posted a number they weren't the putting on up. broccoli yet exactly. and the winds hadn't been as strong as they were yeah, exactly right? yeah so scotty scheffler four wins a runner-up at, at the charles schwab uh, he's definitely under par poor moi okay next up justin thomas your pga champion another guy seven shots back heading into sunday's final round at the pga and now he is the second betting favorite along with rory mcelroy where do you where do you at with G right now? we gotta have him under do absolutely we not? now listen everybody's pointing to the performance at the charles Schwab. Okay, he was still partying. I, I will, oh, yeah. Listen, I, I, I'm going to give kudos and credit to Justin Thomas right now mm -hmm. because most guys, most guys who win 
whether it's their first major, second major, whatever it is. And Justin Thomas has been waiting forever and a day for a second major and has been asking the, answering the questions to the media, has had Mike mics and cameras in his face for the last several years now. When are you going to win a second major? Why haven't you won a second major? Mm-hmm. Most guys would have withdrawn from the Charles Schwab Challenge. He went up. He said, I have a sponsor's commitment. He went and played. Good on Justin Thomas. I still got him under. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I was very high on JT going into the Masters. I was very high on JT going to the PGA Championship. And a lot of that was because of the influence of Jim Bones Mackay, of having that guy, a veteran, on the bag, the way he's helped JT sort of, you know, stay the course. And even Sunday before teeing off at the PGA, JT was being too hard on himself. And now where, where is he? You know, he goes on and wins. And, you know, Jim, Jim Bones Mackay is a great influence on him. I'm looking forward to seeing JT on this golf course, too. Like we mentioned, not the longest in the world, but the roughest. That he, there's going to be a lot of long irons, a lot of hybrids, a lot of three-woods off the tee. That's where I'm looking forward to seeing how JT manages. He is under par for me. Quick question before we leave JT. Yes. Now that the monkey is off the back for the second major, and it almost feels like a, a first major in a way, right? It oh, almost feels like he won his first, later. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that that monkey's removed... Are we in a potential situation now where he's got some house money the rest of the year? Maybe. Like, would it surprise you if Justin won another major or maybe a FedEx Cup? Would not surprise me. Absolutely not. And and the way he played going into the PGA, a lot, a host of top tens. Putting stats were where he was struggling the most, but, you know, good on him for doing what, he, what he's done. And Justin Thomas, great that he's here for the second time as well at the RBC Canadian Open. He made his debut uh, here in Canada back in 2019. Speaking of guys who made their debut back in 2019 at Hamilton, our defending champion here, Rory McIlroy, is tied for the second shortest odds, plus 950 to win. I think there's some pretty good value there with Rory McIlroy, plus 950. This is a guy we mentioned on our TV show that a bad finish for him now is a tie for 18th. Right. Which Rory will we see show up this week? If he doesn't contend, I'm going to be shocked. Yeah. Okay? I don't know if he's going to win. All right? I'm not suggesting that he's like an automatic favorite here, the defending champion. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we know he loves a soft golf course. What do we have? A soft golf course. Okay? Uh, We know he's a great par 5 scoring average. He's, you know, we've got three par 5s and a par 70 set up here. That is something we need to pay attention to. Because most times when we show up at a par 70, we've got... One par five on the front side, one par five on the back side. Or often we have a, a, a nine holes without a par five on mm-hmm. it in the setup, in a U.S. Open scenario. We've got a par 70 scenario here in a national championship that has three par fives. Par five scoring, Cameron Smith, Rory McIlroy, uh, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. These are the guys, if you look in the top ten, par five scoring on the PGA Tour, they're always there. That could be something that jumps out of the page. You and I have been looking – all week on trying to find out, okay, is it an iron player's golf course? Eh, we, uh, we can't say that. Well, you got to keep in the fairway, obviously, the rough's really light. But there, it doesn't necessarily going to point to one facet of the game. It's going to identify the best player this week for four days, similar to like what we say at Sawgrass. doesn't mm-hmm. favor any one particular person. But the one thing we might look back on Monday, Adam, is the player who won this week destroyed those three par fives totally and rory mcelroy his last four finishes his worst finish at t18 last week at the memorial a second at the masters fifth at the wells fargo eighth at the pga championship okay next up on the favorites in terms of their odds plus 1100 we have cameron smith one of the best putters on the pga tour a couple of victories this year the record-setting victory at the century tournament champions and then of course the players championship taking home a cool 3.6 million dollars and now he's here at uh, at st george's ready to rock plus 1100 
where are you at with Cameron Smith? I, I almost took him this week yeah. in my edge picks. He's not in my edge picks, but I did almost take him. The one thing that's bothering me is is the Sunday performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was so unlike him last week. I don't know where to – like something was severely off last week. Yep. And has that been corrected? The, like, I mean, ball striking was not even close. I, I'm going reg- to regret this. I'm going to put him over par. I'm going to regret this because I almost put him in my TSN edge picks, but there's something I think I'm scared there's something going on mechanically in the go- in his golf swing right now. Interesting. Well, cuz he was he was on with uh, Golf Channel during the broadcast last week and he was asked about or he was saying that he took a little more time working on his driver and I think it was Steve Sands who asked the follow-up question, maybe it wasn't whoever it was said, you know, what what did you do extra to work on your driver in the off week? He said, "Oh, I just worked 20 minutes extra minutes extra on the range and just grinded right. through." I mean, but he's 123rd in strokes gained off the tee this season. So clearly that's the fault in his game. Okay, so if he's 123rd in strokes gained off the tee this season, and the one thing we can all agree upon right now is you got to play St. George's from the fairway. There you go. Maybe I'm not too too crazy putting him over par. Maybe you're not. I mean, you're you're a little crazy, but maybe not. Maybe not too. <laughs> not crazy. for that reason. Yeah, for that. So, so we have someone coming through the pro am here. We got a lot of applause. I, I think it's Mackenzie Hughes. I think it's Mac as well. well yes, we confirmed. We have Arad, who's still here from first up. That's Mackenzie. Right. Do we Hughes. have Mac with us? He's oh, here somewhere. Awesome. We'll see if we can flag him yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if, we'll see if I can use my my. He'll he'll long he'll arm. come talk to us. Oh, absolutely. Mac. Mac. But yeah, so we're here for those just you tuning know, in. It's funny. Uh, first time I saw Mac this year was out at Pebble Beach, and he was playing with Alex Smith. Oh, what an yeah. incredible story, Alex oh, Smith, and his comeback. And Alex Smith was one of the most engaging guys. He was playing in the, in the Pro-Am, in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am mm-hmm. with Alex. So Yeah, so we are here on He's, the 16th I, hole, just to recap for those who are just t- tuning in. About, uh, about 210 yards from the pro tees, about 170 here from the members tees up the hill. We've seen one really close shot. Doug Gim put it to about you know, two, three feet away. A lot of players hitting it short. There's a bit of a subtle breeze in our face here, but great to be here on location at the RBC Canadian Open on Pro-Am Wednesday. We're also awaiting the O-Dog to come through now. I, I'm peering through this window here in our set like a creepy old man here oh. at Mac Hughes. Oh. I'm just like I'm peering over, so yeah. trying to make on eye contact so he can Do some jumping us. jacks, maybe? Yeah, yeah. We have a... Oh. Well, that sounded good. Our mics picked right. that up. Did oh, you hear be, that? This is all that's over. all over. Can we Get have a hole-in-one? Get in! Oh, what a golf shot there. With the, That's worth a little applause right there. The striped shirt on. That's a great well shot well done. inside 10 feet. Well, we have a, Maybe. Fa- a fairway wood coming out of the bag okay, here. Okay, 170 yards, Mark. Uphill, what are you hitting? 178 uphill. I think this is playing like 187. 187. It's a left pin. Okay. So I can't hit seven because seven's going to draw. i got to hit a baby cut six is Ooh. all I got here. Okay. Baby cut six because if I hit seven, I'm going to draw it into that bunker, which is what I did when I was here. That's right. <laughs> and now I'm trying to, when I was out here, I made a three. I think I hit an eight iron and, and got there. We, we're trying to get McKenzie's attention. Trying to get his attention. Here. Now, but he's dialed in yeah, right now. He's, he's talking to his, he's doing what he should do in a pro-am. And like a proper Canadian does, they're polite and they speak to their playing partners and they're not being distracted by radio guys like you and I. <laughs> Is this here? We're trying to get his attention. Looks like Mac. Is yeah, Mac, I got him. We got him. I okay. got him. We have flagged him down for some hard-hitting questions here. We have here we Mackenzie go. Hughes approaching us here. Mac looking for that second PGA I'm, Tour victory. I'm leading with a really hard one yep. too. Mac, how we doing? What's going on? Thanks for taking the time. Is it, we are donning the headset here. You don't even need it. I. I'll, you know what? There we go. 
And we have Mac set up here. He's got the microphone in his hand. Okay, Mac, hard one right out of the gates because the last time I saw you in person, I think was Pebble Beach. We had a chance to talk in person, and we were excited about a playoff run for the Maple Leafs. Are, are we over it yet? <laughs> um, hockey's not done yet, so not over it quite yet. <laughs> but, uh, man, that was tough. It just seems like uh, Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> same emotion, same time of year. So um, it's hard to watch, you know, Tampa still – Still plugging away out in the playoffs, but um, hopefully next year. Okay, so we're back here in Canada, first time since 2019. How's the game feeling uh, with the tournament beginning tomorrow? Yeah, game feels pretty good. I have had a bit of an up and down year. Um, the season overall has been pretty good, but um, yeah, I felt like I've actually played better than the results have indicated this so far this year. So uh looking forward to kind of getting a little boost from the canadian crowd this week and uh having a great week yeah we, we don't have to tell you how much uh, fan support is going to be out there from and we're not supposed to cheer either but we're going to be cheering oh, for we'll you cheer. too we, we don't want to keep you from your group let you go but before we do we got, got to find out you know tony finau told uh, our morning show this morning it's the thickest rough he's seen so far this year on tour would you concur yeah it's it's definitely up there there's um there's spots i've been in this morning that uh are basically pitch out uh mm -hmm. back in the fairway so and that's with them uh, trimming the rough a little bit too. So it's uh, it's a huge penalty to miss the fairways, and it's. But at the same time, if you hit the fairways, you've got some some potential to score. So uh, it can be a bit of a mixed bag. Like if you're in the fairway, you're thinking attack mode, and then if you're in the rough, I mean, you're you know you're fighting hard to make par. So uh, it'll be a great test this week, and hopefully the uh, the rain holds off. Go get it! You got a ton of support. We can't wait to see you out there. Play well, Mac. Thanks for jumping thanks, in Mac. with us. Yeah, thanks, boys. There we Kenzie go. Hughes. There he is, folks. There's Mac Hughes. Mac Hughes going to go get it this week, waving the flag, the red and white, as we are back at the RBC Canadian Open. And, of course, like all the great Canadian players, stopping to do more autographs. Class act. And right there. you can get Mac at plus 5,000 right now on FanDuel to an outright. So a lot of great value there for Mackenzie Hughes, who had a great finish last week at the Memorial, was one of the co-leaders after the first round, coming into some great form. I think this is a good course for Mackenzie Hughes as well. I yeah. think it's a great course. I agree, him. too. I agree, too. Let's go to break. On the other side, we're going to pick it up with our TSN Edge picks for the week right here at the RBC Canadian Open as we await the arrival of the heckling of the O-Dog right here at the 16th hole. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, live on location, RBC Canadian Open. Want to give a shout out to my good friend, fellow member of the Great Lakes Mafia, which is the PGA Tour radio team that is Detroit, Buffalo, and Toronto. Kevin Sylvester, host executive producer of Tee to Green Radio in Buffalo, as well as a member of the PGA Tour radio and PGA Tour live team. He's making the drive up the Golden Horseshoe, Scully, oh, to yeah. join me here on property this afternoon because Kevin and I are doing the play-by-play -play for PGA Tour radio for the RBC Canadian Open starting tomorrow afternoon. So I'll see Kevin and the rest of the guys this afternoon. Kevin, safe driving. Hope no issues at the border. Should be pretty mm -hmm. easy. Make sure to keep going right by the casino. Do not mm. stop at the casino. Yes. Do not stop. And Mrs. Golf Talk Canada advises me to tell you, apple fritter at Tim Hortons 
oh. is a must. She's mm. an apple fritter oh, wow. uh, girl. I know. I know. I can't. No. I look at an apple fritter yeah. and I gain weight. Yeah, me I too. Look at I, I'm the same way. Are you really? Well, well you live in the gym, though, right? Perhaps. As Arguably. As my head of security. I did actually work out before coming here today. Well, there was, you go. Yeah. You know what I did before coming here today? Sleep. I was asleep, Adam. <laughs> it was 6 a.m. All right. We're awaiting the O-Dog coming through here as we were adjacent to the 16th hole here, the rank at St. George's for the RBC Canadian Open. Scully, let's do our TSN yeah, do edge it. picks for the week. Let's start with just our favorite. Let's do favorite. Let's do our contender. And let's do our long shot for the week. Who's your favorite and why? Yeah, my favorite this week is Matthew Fitzpatrick. I like Matthew Fitzpatrick a lot right now. He's at plus 1,600. This is a guy who's done everything but win on the PGA Tour so far this season. Two, two top fives in his last three starts. Had a really good chance at the PGA Championship. Faltered down the stretch. I am curious to see up close and personal that cross-handed chipping, yes. which is a little yeah. different. But this is a little <laughs> a different, little, say a little the least. Uh, yeah. But this is a guy who won at Valderrama back mm-hmm. in October. And not that I'm comparing this in Valderrama at all, but they are shorter golf courses and yeah. golf courses where you really have to hit the fairway. That is a premium. He is uh, first in strokes game total this season as well. So I really like Matthew Fitzpatrick. And would you not put Matthew Fitzpatrick in the conversation of, uh, okay, it's not a matter of, of if, it's just a matter of when. Yes. Like he, there's no way he is going to play the next 24 months on the PGA Tour and not find a winner. He hits it too solid, he puts it too yeah. well, and he chips it cross-handed well to, to get where he does. Okay, how about you? Who's your favorite? Uh, my low. I'm going to go super low-hanging fruit, and this is more, okay, we could break down the reasons technically why, but I just think there was an emotional connection made between Canadian golf fans and Rory McIlroy in 2019 yeah. At Hamilton at the Cane Open. This is a guy who put on the red and white on Sunday, who talked about the atmosphere at the Canadian Open being uh, something that actually caught him off guard. He was just so overwhelmed by the Canadian golf fans, the support. Like, he almost was like, why do they love me here? Like, I expect yeah. this when I go to Ireland, <laughs> but why are they treating me like, you know, Canada's favorite son mm-hmm. when I, you know, grew up in Hollywood, Ireland, right? Right, a Hollywood golf club in Ireland. And, and do you remember, too, Mark, that was right when the Raptors were having their run and, and Rory went yes. to one of the NBA Finals games. Totally. And he loved the atmosphere. Right, right, right. So I think, I, I think this is going to, he's the defending champion. Mm-hmm. It's going to feel like the closest thing to a home game that isn't a home game. Mm-hmm. He's going to get, uh, other than our own Canadian boys out here, He's going to get a ton of support. He's going to have a ton of crowds around him. And let's not forget, this golf course, you're going to have to take care of the par fives, and it's going to be soft. Totally. And I don't know if there's anybody who likes a softer golf course than Rory McIlroy. He's my favorite, and Rory at the moment, he is at plus 950. So other than Scotty Scheffler, he is the second best bet in terms of the favorite board alongside Justin Thomas at plus 950. Yeah, so Rory, Rory McIlroy, yeah, plus 950 tied for the second shortest odds. We have another program group going, going through here. We have Robert Streb, who is getting ready with his group here. Uh, Mark, for me, next up, I like another Canadian. I really do. Corey Connors, plus 2,000, 20 to 1 to win outright. Yeah, 68 years since the Canadians won on home soil. But Connors, I think he could be the guy. He's spoken all week 
and leading up into this tournament about how excited he is for this. This is the most excited he's ever been for a PGA Tour event. He's had a lot of great success, obviously at Augusta National as of late. He's a guy he'll make cuts, he'll finish in the top 20, but if he puts it really well, this is a guy who's going to contend. Only the one PGA Tour victory in his career. I think if he has a good week on the greens, look out Corey well, Connors. But you know week. the other thing I find interesting about this pick too, Adam, obviously, you know, we don't. We're trying not to be homers, but he's right. one of the best ball strikers on the PGA Tour. I think he's got a ton of value. He's played well, but a lot of this is going to come down to: Are you comfortable with the size of this moment? Mm-hmm. This is a huge moment. Absolutely. Ask Brooke Henderson. Ask Mike Weir, who tried to get it done in was it 04 at Glen Abbey yeah. when he was coming down the stretch with VJ Singh. I mean, you you need a certain pedigree and experience in big events like three top tens in a row at a Masters. Yeah to be able to deal with what a Canadian is going to deal with if they're in contention come Sunday. And he's a guy who has been in the contention at the Masters, like you mentioned. He hasn't gotten it done, so he's, he'll take those experiences, he'll bottle them up, and he'll apply them this week. That's why I love Corey Connors. I'm with you on that. My uh, next pick uh, is still a favorite. I mean, how much would we be talking about Sam Burns if Scotty Scheffler didn't have four wins? Sam Burns got three wins this year on the PGA Tour, all on very different golf courses. Hits it an absolute mile. We talked about getting uh, taking care of the par fives already. He's a guy that takes care of the par fives. Last time we saw Sam Burns two weeks ago, he won. Okay, mm-hmm. he's got three wins. He is chomping at the heels of Scotty Scheffler. How do you ignore Sam Burns? Hey, listen, I'm going to ride the wave until the, the wave's Uh-oh. over. Uh-oh. 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 Look, Look out. at it. just okay. walked in. We got Hayes and O'Dog. We got Hayes and the O-Dog walking, walking in. in. And we just, Brian Hayes told us the crushing O-Dog it. is crushing That's it. That's a direct quote. Crushing it. Uh, now, are you gentlemen coming up next year on the 16th? Okay. Off next. Okay, we'll be doing play-by-play. Yep. For be the, a lot uh, of heckling. Uh, Hey, O-Dog, we got to be heckling you out there, okay? Now, O-Dog, come on. we got to give you the heckle, right? He's, uh, he says what? You can't heckle me. you got the bag of chips yeah. going right now. Is, Not sure about the pre the current round nutritional say, thing going on did here. Did your nutritionalist? Not, you know, power bar? Uh, no. Advice? No. Okay, I like All right. it. I like it. Uh, let's quickly give our last pick here, Adam. We'll go to break, and on the other side of the break, we will pick up the O-Dog's play-by-play here of his tee shot. The most anticipated tee yes. shot yes. in it, recent memory right now who's your long Terrell shot? Hatton is my long shot Ooh. hopefully he doesn't lose it at all here he doesn't throw any clubs he doesn't flip off any greens like we've seen before uh, him do he's plus 2700 right now one of the best putters in the PGA Tour second in strokes and putting that's why I like Terrell Hatton. I'm gonna go with Harold Varner the third 33 to 1 uh, RBC ambassador again Harold Varner the third had a, a share of that five-way lead on Sunday at the Charles Schwab challenge goes on a four putt from 19 feet completely gags it coming home but he's almost in the same category as Matthew Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. almost there where it's like you could eventually he's going to find a, a win he's found a win in other parts of the world like Matthew Fitzpatrick just has not done it on the PGA Tour has not done it on North American soil my value play my long shot this week Harold Varner the third okay we're going to go to break because on the other side we're going to pick up the tee shot of the O-Doc at the rink the par 316th as we are live on location RBC Canadian Open this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. 
We are back. RBC Canadian Open. Golf Talk Canada. Mark Zucchino, Adam Scully with you. We're going to be here for five days. Now, I'm going to take you back almost a year ago. And our program director, Jeff McDonald, had an idea. He said, hey, we got to be on location all five days. TSN Radio, we're going to bring First Up. We're going to bring Golf Talk Canada. We're going to bring Overdrive. We're going to be on location. And that year of planning to crescendo here, this week was all for the moment coming up next, Adam. It's not here to hand out the RBC Canadian Open. That just that's a backdrop mm-hmm. of what's going on. We are here for the O Dogs tee shot on the rink, the par three sixteenth. He's not acting like he's very prepared. He's in here with us. He should be out there stretching. He's he's eating oh, chips he, he, and crackers. He's activated now. already. He's he's glutering it. I've heard he's striping it. Yeah, Brian that's, Hayes that's told us he's striping it. Yep. Nothing to worry about. Like he, he's completely unfazed. Oh yeah. And Been it's here gonna, before. It's going to be 170 yards. I see the plate. And you can feel a little more breeze in our face now. All right. The closest shot we've seen all day is Doug Gim, about three feet. Everyone else is a little short. Look, I, I, I want to know. Carlo Koliakovo is with us here. Yeah. And he wants to know what club that uh, O is going to use. Well, I'm guessing. I think well, six or seven. Well, I think it's like 170 playing about plus eight. Eight on the yardage, which is 178. There's a little That's wind precise. hurting. I'm going to call it 181. I'm going to say O-Dog is going to try to muscle a 7-iron that comes up short. Wow. He should hit 6. If he hits 6, he'll be putting for birdie. If he hits 7, he'll be playing a bunker or a chip shot for his second shot. This is this is years of PGA Tour radio experience coming at you right now, so we will find out shortly. Who's he playing with, Skulls? Who's yeah, in his Sebastian group? Munoz is, is the pro in his group, who's had a pretty good year as well. Right. So good on him. So... Yeah, O is playing Sebastian Munoz. Brian Hayes. I was going to say now, now O is going to take it to 18, and then and then Brian's going to play in the I believe other side so. of the golf course. I believe so. Yeah, I think so as well. And so, so. Like, Hazy B was in here. He a bit of a stretch going on. Changed the shoes. Looked a little nervous, perhaps, as they were talking about on their on yeah. the air yesterday. Yeah. So, is is uh, have you ever played in an environment like I this, or is there not. anything close to anything like this? No, I mean, there's a lot of pressure during the parent-child, <laughs> but not with hundreds of people. I, I have noticed there's more people around our set now because this is the most, well, the biggest ticket in golf right this now. Is, this is the hottest ticket in golf yeah. right now. I, I was talking to Brian because Brian's never done this before, Hazy, mm-hmm. right? And he was talking yesterday on his show, and I was saying, let's just have fun. I've, I've had the pleasure of doing things like this and being in this environment before and having to count. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually played in the last Pro-Am uh, back in 2019 in Hamilton, yes, alongside right. Brian Gay, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. many years ago, I got to play uh, alongside Sergio Garcia, and Sergio Garcia, uh, Danny Noonan, uh, Michael O'Keefe. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. And our friends at TaylorMade. That was at Riviera, in the Pro-Am <laughs> at Riviera. That'll play. Yeah, and that's that was bad. a blast. Um, you know what? No one's there to see you. Yeah, exactly. So that's the, that's exactly. the thing, right? That's the thing. So it looks like oh. it looks like O's getting ready here. Oh, he's, he's focused. He's ignoring us. Yeah, he's ignoring. Give us a comment. Oh, give us a comment. Come on, come on, give us a comment. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think on. he's coming over. No, no, no he's, he's giving focused. us a wave. He's yeah, giving us a wave. We got the wave. He's focused. He's giving us the blow. All we want to know is 170 yards. Yeah, just we just want to know what club he's yeah. getting. That's all. Give us a number. Who's caddy informed? Does caddy give us a number? Caddy says, "Yeah, well, that's right. Where's Brian?" Brian will tell us. Okay, they, they have approached the tee deck here. Lawrence Applebaum. Lawrence Applebaum. Oh, oh we got to get group. him over here. Let's get, uh, let's get L.A. over here after he hits as yeah. well. So, so they're in this group. The green is just cleared. 
The green is just cleared. Lawrence Applebaum walking our way here as well. Look out. So we're going to call this playing 181, 182. So 181, playing, real. Playing number. Yeah, okay, 170, so 170, playing 181. We've seen a lot of players come up short. We've seen a lot of players go into the bleachers on the left. I'm and trying to look in that bag, and O-Dog, I believe, that looks like seven. Looks like it looks seven like seven. That's the official rule. From so JP far, I'm looking like Houdini or Kreskin over here so okay. far. You know, he's got the all black on. He's, he's giving us some dirty looks. Yeah. Giving us some dirty looks. Here we go. The moment we've all been waiting for. Jeff O'Neill stepping in, seven iron. Could Middle left hole location. He is quite the player. Solid. Got to go. Solid strike, but this needs That's to go. go. A little bit. Needs to go. And yeah, that is green side bunker. bunker short. And Didn't if like he it. hit six iron at him, That's right. he would have been putting for birdie. That's okay. That's Comes right. up short in the bunker. We've seen a lot of players come up short on this hole, including world number one, Scotty Scheffler. So that's, right. that's okay. Coming up short's not the worst. I hear Sebastian Munoz has been intimidated all day yes. by Jeff O'Neill. Absolutely. Jeff O'Neill. One of his playing very much now. Look at that. That sounded good. There you go. I believe. That's got to go a little bit. Great play That's got to go. Never left the flag. Everybody's coming up here short here today. That's they right. should stop into the booth and ask for some advice. They really should. They should. We, I think we, that'd be a great idea. I mean, if they just listen, if they had Golf Talk Canada going on in the headset right now, they'd all be putting for birdie. They should all have the earpiece yeah. in, have the they'd radio play. on. You know. If you're listening to us on iHeartRadio I, I now and you're playing in the Pro-Am, you'd know. One and more of club. Of course, we are still awaiting the final tee shot in this group of CEO of Golf Canada, Lawrence Apple. Lawrence Apple will join us later this week. On yes, going to jump in with us here. We've got a lefty now going. Very quiet. Like very quiet here at the 16th. The wind has calmed down, and that oh, is headed left. That is going to head left. That's All right, here we go. LA. Here's Lawrence Applebaum. He's got the great kicks on. Gives us a point. And we're going to... He's got the hybrid out here. I'm not sure if I love this play, Mark, but... Lawrence Applebaum with the hybrid. Yep. He's got 170. L.A., we're calling it 181 playing number, L.A. Yeah, but right, 181. He and uh, he's he seems very focused to me. Yeah, he's dialed in here. Very focused. He's been here before. Look at him. Obviously spending too much time on the golf course and not enough time in the office. He's prepared for this moment. A little waggle, oh boy. a little old school waggle. Set the hands. Oh, this is oh. solid. Oh, I like it. This is at the center, I just like trying it. to turn over a hair. Does the wind have it? Oh, oh he's it's on the green. Maybe a little long. Maybe a little long. That tip. There we go. Little tip of the hat. He likes it. Yeah. And here comes the grappler. The grappler now. Look out for clubhead speed the, here. Look at this lefty. The hardest practice swing in in history. Is right that there. a ten finger grip? Oh yeah. Is that a ten finger grip? Violence happening here. Careful over there. Oh, not confident here. Here's the grappler. Oh, oh all over it. This is all over it. Get in the hole, baby. Go. Oh, a little oh, short. Little great short. Swing. Great swing from little the grappler short. there. And we've got. Uh, We've got some jerseys here. We've got some things being handed Mitch out Marner here. Signed Mitch Marner jersey. signed jerseys. Oh, this group here. Look at this. Sebastian Munoz donning the Leaf jersey. This is a, this is very Canadiana right this now. Is, we got Sebastian Munoz donning a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey here on the 16th hole at uh, one oh, of the awesome top fish. nationally ranked golf courses in the country here at St. George's. We'll try to get LA's attention here at some point, yeah. but he's going to join us later in the in the week. This is incredible. 
Lots of fun here at the RBC Canadio, but if you're coming out, make sure you swing by and see us. We are actually here all week. Tomorrow, things are going to get a lot more serious yes. tomorrow as we are going to have our national championship back for the first time in three years. On the other side of the break, we're going to go and take a look at tea times and mm -hmm. unique marquee pairings. There are some great groupings yep. tomorrow. One highlighted, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Corey Connors mm -hmm. going to play together. Yeah, That's going to Ol's be a, coming here for a big favor. I don't think he's going to talk to the media right now. coming but. over to do autographs. Yep. Coming over for autographs. Jeff O'Neill signing hats, which is cool. There you go. But he stiffed us. No. Nope. He stiffed us, though. Now, it looks like Hazy B's going for the warm-up here because yeah. he's on the tee here shortly. Yeah. That's it. I'm going to give him. I'm, I'm doing overdrive tonight. Here comes now. Here comes L.A. Lawrence comes Applebaum LA. joining us here for a yeah. quick second. Maybe just say hi. There's a microphone yeah. right there, Lawrence. First of all, L.A., for that swing, I, I got to get some knuckles for that swing. Yeah. That, I mean, are you kidding great me? Great swing. Great swing. Are I, you kidding all me? I could hear is Cully in the background saying, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> are you having fun out there with uh, these guys? It's great. Actually, Amazing. Playing playing with the uh, O-Dog on the on the. Our back nine, but the front nine yep, with, yep. with with O, and then Hazy has been nervous for about three holes now because he's about to take totally. over the bag at 18. Yeah, but yeah. it's mint out here, guys. Yeah, and it looks every amazing. Great it looks day. awesome. Uh, we, we've talked to a bunch of the players. They're blown away. They love the golf course. Mm -hmm. uh, they love the setup. They're so excited. We're going to talk to you later this week, so we're going to let you go have fun. But I just want to know, you got to be thrilled uh, to, to, that we're back, and it's going to be as spectacular as it is. Yeah, great. I mean – to see that the eyes of global golf will be watching at St. George's in Toronto and mm -hmm. and the RBC Canadian Open is going to be awesome. Yep. So can't wait to have you guys. Uh, well, the world wants to watch a golf tournament and a national championship. Exactly. We can play men's night another week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk Thanks. to you later this week. Thank Thanks, you guys LA. for coming. Lawrence Applebaum, well. CEO well. Golf Canada. There he is. There He's he going to join Adam and myself, or potentially just Adam, as Adam is going to do most of the heavy lifting uh, for the Rainer this week. I'm going to be on overdrive tonight. And O-Dog and I, I mean, are, we're going to have to have it out. Are we going to see know, fisticuffs? We're, we're going to have to have it out. see a fight on live I don't like my chances with O-Dog no, in, in a fight. Do but I do, but I do like my chances if I can just dance for eight rounds because by the ninth round, I'm going to still be moving like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. Wow. And he's he's going to be going for the crackers like yeah. he's just doing, right? Okay. So that, that ain't that, right? Yeah. But so now, now his shot, I mean, I think he hit it. Do you think he missed that a little bit? Oh, uh, oh, definitely because he's trying to squeeze too much out of a seven iron. That's right. That's why I said if he if he if he hit the six, yeah, uh, I mean he's got enough in the tank uh -huh. and he hits a smooth six, and I'm not picking on O. I was I was making that call, all jokingly aside because everybody here's coming up short. Everybody's not playing enough club because they're looking at the plate 170 mm -hmm. and they're ignoring the uphill. And there's and up, a little wind. And there's a little wind. So there's a lot of factors here. We saw the listen. O dog did exactly. What world number one Scotty Scheffler did on this hole. Yes, he did. They both pulled up short. They both just said, if O had to hit that shot again, I'm pretty sure he hit a six iron. I'll they ask will him forever tonight. have that in common. I'll ask him tonight yep. if I get a chance like to, to ask him you tonight. Should. So, all right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to uh, pull uh, some of the marquee groups and tee times for the opening round of the RBC Canadian Open. It kicks off tomorrow, TSN Radio 1050. We're here all week on location. First up, Golf Talk Canada, Overdrive, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll pick it up on the other side with marquee groups. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac, 
Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up today's show. We're back tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, as well as 10 a.m. to noon Eastern on Friday. iHeartRadio, TSN Radio Network, TSN 1050 a.m. here in the T-Dot. We're here all week. Uh, Adam's going to take the wheel from the host chair uh, tomorrow and Friday. I'll be jumping in for hour one both days. Lawrence Applebaum, who just came through, is going to be with us at some point later this week. Uh, we're going to have Alan Palmer, general manager and uh, golf director here at St. George's at some point as well this week. Bob will be making an appearance some points this week. Graham Dillette is going to be making an appearance at some point with us this week. And I have breaking news. Oh. Breaking news out of London. Uh-oh. Ian Poulter wins the closest to the whole prize, which is a keg of beer at the Live Golf Series. Uh, so it came off the hosel. Closest to the hole has been handed out. Now, I thought it was pro shop money. Was it pro shot money? Oh. Oh. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, wait. No one cares? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Adam, uh, yes. we only got one segment left. There are some marquee groups as we get real tomorrow. It gets serious. Uh, we're going to hand out a national championship here, RBC Canadian Open, on Sunday night. Uh, first time in three years, Rory McIlroy, defending champion. Uh, let's take a look at some of the marquee groups and tee times for Thursday. Yeah, Thursday morning, 7.02, the all-Canadian trio. Adam Hadwood, Mackenzie Hughes, Mike Weir playing his 29th RBC Canadian Open. That's awesome. Right after them, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Corey Connors. How about that trio going up, that back-to-back? -back? And then right after them, Shane Lowry, Brant Snedeker, Matt Fitzpatrick. So a great trio of groups there. They really headline the morning wave uh, tomorrow morning with uh, those three. And, of groups. course, then going out late Friday afternoon as we will do the flip to the other side of the draw. And then if we go down this, uh, this list, uh, Scotty Scheffler will appear in the afternoon alongside Sam Burns at 1253 and Cameron Smith. You want to talk about a star-studded trio there, Adam Burns, Scheffler, Smith. They go off at 12.53 tomorrow afternoon, and your pick, your dark horse, and my dark horse wow. play together right behind them, 1.04 p.m., Tyrrell Hatton, Justin Rose, and Harold Varner III. So, interesting afternoon wave. Now, speaking of one of the marquee players, guess who's on the tee right now? I do know. Who's Rory McIlroy is on the tee. He is, uh, he's the pro right now. I think he's waiting as uh, his pros or his fellow Pro-Am uh, members are with him. Thanks to our man Arad for that little heads up that Rory McIlroy is standing on the tee, we think. 
Um, he is. It's I think to, he's in the next. Group. I think he might be in the next he's group. In the next group. Yeah. So we'll just miss him. We're miss going him for to our miss broadcast him window. by just a hair in our broadcast window. But we were fortunate to get Mackenzie Hughes. We were fortunate to get Lawrence Applebaum. We did get the O Dogs approach here on 16. So our timing was pretty good. Uh, Adam, it's the eve of our national championship. Uh, we've got a few minutes left in the show. It's yeah. a great field uh, for the first three days, unfortunately. Uh, much of the attention. It's just natural. You know, we had so much news. Tiger Woods pulls out of the U.S. Open to focus on the Open Championship. Live Golf Series uh, and all that went with it, with players walking away uh, from their PGA Tour memberships. Other members, like Phil Mickelson, putting their stick in the ground and speaking legal language that we have not heard and the cadence from him not heard maybe ever before in his career. A guy who's just been off the sleeve, off the cuff. But we're on the eve now of our national championship. So I think now when the ball actually goes in the ground tomorrow, we finally truly get the shift gear and talk about golf that's being played. When we get on the air tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we're going to have nine holes plus yeah. from some of the best players in the world which, through, through this championship. Which is amazing. And to think that the last time this tournament was held, of course, due to COVID 2019, it's amazing that we're back out here. You can tell the vibe is amazing already uh, out here on the 16th hole. And once it once falls in the ground, once we're on the air 10 a.m. tomorrow, these guys are going to be through. And, you know, perhaps these guys will be going through the 16th hole during our broadcast window as well, which would be really cool to see some of the top players in the world playing and, and you know, some of these great trios as well. But it, it's great that, you know, this is this is back and this is going to take the spotlight over from Liv. And for those who can hear the background right now, Rory McIlroy is on the tee. Yeah, that is a Rory that, cheer. That, that's a Rory roar, if you will. And... He mentioned, Mark, last time he was here back in 2019, the rink hole, he loved that atmosphere. He thought it was the best atmosphere he's played in, in quite some time. This was about a month before the Open at Royal Portrush. So awesome to see Rory McIlroy back here, your defending champion. All right, we're here. Come say hello. We're going to be here. Uh, if uh, Definitely Adam can take the wheel next two days. Myself, Bob, come by. Say hello to the TSN radio family. First up, Golf Talk Canada, Overdrive. Ten, uh, we're 10 to 12, but we're here all week right through to Friday. Our national championship. Adam is going to be uh, doing TSN Edge uh, a little bit throughout the world. A little bit, yeah. yeah uh, Bob will be doing SportsCenter yep. as well as TSN.ca. Um, as of 11 a.m. each day, uh, as I say goodbye to you, I'll be running to our TV compound to put on the PG Tour radio gear. Uh, if you're coming out to watch the Canadian Open and uh, you want to uh, just know what's going on, you can bounce uh, back and forth between PG Tour radio. I'll be doing play-by-play. -play. There's, But uh, the whole station, the network, uh, is also the home for the TV broadcast this week. We've got you covered. No one's got more Canadian Open coverage than TSN. So we're super excited. We're super looking forward to this championship. We've got our picks in. We're now waiting for the first ball to be struck. 20 weeks of TaylorMade also continuing this week. What are we giving away this week? We're going I to totally announce forgot. what we're giving away in about two hours at the end of our show. So stay tuned for right. Golf Talk Canada Television, TSN 4 and 5. We get underway at 1 p.m. Eastern, full RBC Canadian Open preview showing at the end of the show. That's when we'll announce this week's 20 weeks of TaylorMade giveaway. You won't want to miss it. All right. There you have it, folks. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, at Golf Talk Canada, TaylorMade Golf Canada, at Twitter, Instagram. Follow us, tag a friend, your chance at 30000 in prizing throughout the year, including a grand prize through the bag, full set of golf clubs from TaylorMade Golf and a trip for two to Casa de Campo. Would you like to put up a winning score on the board, Adam? We only have about 60 seconds left. Uh, I think... 
the rough and the fact that we're playing a par 70 golf course is going to keep this underneath the 20. I think this rough is going to be fun. I think it's going to be exciting. I think a lot of birdies are going to be made, but I think you're going to see a separation from the players that play really well versus the players that play really bad. I'm going to go 17 under par. I was going to say I'll go 16 under par just to be different. Well, uh, there you go. There we go. I, I was going to say I was hoping you were going to go 15. Because uh, if you went 15 under and then it landed on 16, you could still win with the you never go over in the showcase that's, showdown. That's you know, how that works. You know right? me. I like, to, I like to make risks. I like to have bold predictions. 16 under par. Adam, thank you. I'll see you in the morning. Thank you. I'll yes, be sir. on Overdrive tonight at 6.30. Overdrive here uh, live on location as well. And then uh, actually be back up tomorrow morning at 9.10 with the first up crew. And we'll be breaking down actual scores at our national awesome. championship. Awesome. Finally, we get going for real tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360-22. Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.